Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. I want to talk to you about what do you do when all hell breaks loose? What do you do when you're going through hell? This is for people that are facing real trials. This is for the person that's sitting at the edge of the bed and their doctor says, I need you to sit down because I got to tell you some news. This is for the person whose husband walked out on them and found another woman. This is for the person they can't meet ends financially and is always struggling. You have a weapon. The sword, it symbolizes the power, protection, authority, strength, and courage. You got the good stuff. Ephesians 6 17 says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Take the word of God with you to work. Take the word of God into those lonely moments. Take the word of God into your bed when your mind is rattling with all kinds of things that didn't work out your way and you can't sleep. Take the word of God because the word of God will destroy the enemy. Amen. You are equipped with a powerful, powerful tool. Amen. You got this. And his word is living and it's breathing. We can develop all kinds of habits. You know, we have all kinds of habits. There's bad habits. Some of them are good. Some of you, you have a routine. You wake up in the morning, you get dressed, you do your hair, you do your makeup if you're a girl, you know. I, well, that happens all over the place now. But anyways, you have a routine. You work out. You go to the gym, hopefully, right? You have a gym membership. You have a treadmill. It holds clothes, but it was in your heart. It was a good thought. So, but you have a routine. But how many of you know We can have bad habits too. When we're faced with trials, are you the person that is screaming and losing your mind, acting a fool? Are you that person? Or do you get quiet? Do you assess the situation? Or are you tempted to blame God? Is it all his fault? Or do you thank him through your trial and you give him God uh, the glory in advance? Or do you draw strength from the word of God? You know, in the Bible, we learn about a man named Job in 1 Peter. And it was so incredible, his story, he's got his own book. In 1 Peter, it says, in the land of us, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons, three daughters, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, He had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among the people in the East. The Bible says he was the greatest man. Job would be like the Bill Gates of today. This is who Job is. And so his kids, the Bible says they party. And even to cover his kids, he offered sacrifices and offerings to make sure their sins were forgiven. Satan shows up to the Lord and he goes, look, I'm going to just his trust in you. Of course he trusts in you. You provide for him. Look at how much the guy has. Why wouldn't he trust you? And he tells the Lord, why don't you stretch your hand toward him and take away everything? And God says, look, I'm going to let you test him, but don't harm him. 
And so Satan basically, after daring the Lord, begins to bring all of this stuff against Job. And the Lord says, you can do it, but only against him. And so just like a hurricane that we just saw recently, his world fell completely apart. And one servant after the other, just like those weeds, one after the other, after the other, after the other, begin to tell him that he's lost everything. Then Job, it says in the Bible, he arose, he tore his robe, he shaved his head, and he fell on the ground and worshipped. I bet you didn't think that word would come next. After you've lost everything, you're going to pause and give God the glory? That's what the Bible says that this guy did. And it says, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. And the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. These are the words of Job. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all of this, Job never sinned or charged God with wrong. He didn't say, God, it's your fault. God, why did this happen? You know, the synopsis of the book of Job is this. Job was hammered basically because he was a righteous guy. Because he loved the Lord. And Job is proof that it's not just the wicked that suffer, but the righteous do too. You know, maybe you feel like all hell is breaking loose. And maybe you're tempted to to blame God. You know, we're tempted and sometimes we say, God, why? Why has this happened? Why is this my life, God? Why me? You know, we have to learn how to trust in God and celebrate what God has done for us. The Bible says that Job was blameless. He was upright. He didn't deviate from God's standards of righteousness. And the combination, I mean, this guy, not only is he rich, but he's short of being perfect. He's blameless and upright. And then the the Bible says that he feared God. Have we forgotten what the fear of God is? You know, when I grew up, I learned about the fear of God. I appreciated the fear of God. I didn't know if I feared dad more or God, but I knew I feared them both. And then there was mom. But, you know, I had the fear of God, and the fear of God is so healthy. You know, when you have the fear of God, you think twice before showing up in a certain location. When you have the fear of God, when a conversation starts going down and it is totally ungodly, some check happens in your spirit and you walk out of there. The fear of God is when everybody's partying and drinking and it gets all crazy, the fear of God says, I don't care if it's a company party, I'm out. See, when the fear of God is in your life, you make good decisions. See, when the fear of God is in your life, that's the checkpoint, Charlie, right there. You know whether or not you should be where you are in the conversation that you are with who you are. Come on, somebody. Some of you guys are busy trying to find your own man, and God is saying, man, I got your Boaz over here waiting for you, and you trying to, don't even make me go there. That's a whole other conversation for single people. But Job lost it all, but God. He lost his money. His wife left him. His kids are dead. He's under physical distress. And Job knew what happened. He just didn't know why. See, he knew what happened, but he didn't know why. The Bible tells us, but in all of this, he didn't sin. But we all are at a crossroads when we're faced with impossible situations. The question is, are you going to choose character or are you going to compromise? Job mourned and he expressed grief. God does not expect you and I to be like, oh, okay, my life is falling apart. Praise the Lord. The word of God does not say that we don't grieve. Rather, we're taught That as Christians, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, we grieve as others do 
Breathe as others do who have no hope. We breathe differently. I'm upset, but I'm upset differently. I'm angry, but my anger looks different. I grieve and I mourn and I'm upset and this is just not what I wanted it to work out to be. But it's going to look different because I'm going to praise God through my circumstances. Amen? You know, even Jesus wept. It says in John 11:35 that he wept. And it's impossible not to hurt when our world feels like all hell is breaking loose. And Job grieved and mourned, but a shift happens. You see, you know what the Bible says? When he went down on his knees. See, when he went down on his knees, a ship happened. Something happened when he went down and he began to worship God. I want to challenge you that the next time it's too heavy, the next time that you can't handle it anymore, the next time that all hell is breaking loose, I just want to encourage you to drop down on your knees and watch things shift, amen? But I will guarantee you that trials will come and you better be ready. You see, you better be ready to face what's out there. What Job did not do was significant. Did you hear what I said? When it's happening, when everything is out of your control, it's what you don't do. It's when you don't lose it that that is what matters. And Job didn't yell against God. What he did is he bowed his head and hit his knee and he began to worship God. Job blessed the name of the Lord. And in doing so, he proved that God was right. The adversity that he was facing was wrong. You've been coming to church as long as you can remember. You've been around the Word of God. You've heard worship songs. You may even have it in your car as a channel. But you know, until you get a hold of the weapon, you see the weapon, it could stay at home and I could be in trials. And as a Christian, I can wonder, well, why do I feel? Why am I struggling with anxiety? Why is my mind all a wreck? Why is I so anxious? Why can't I sleep at night? Why can I never find a man that loves Jesus? Come on, doesn't live with his mama and has a job in a car. I mean, why does that, why does that not come together for me? And what happens is you have the weapon right here. But unless you get a hold of it, some of y'all need to shake the dust off of your Bibles and begin to eat that word of God, amen, so that when you're in a fight, you're prepared. I'm tired of being in fights that I did not win. I'm tired of going to situations and I wasn't prepared. I'm tired of that kind of lifestyle. In order to shift that, i got to get a hold of the weapon. And the weapon is the sword of the Spirit. And the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And just like I read in that first chapter, it is alive. Guys, it's real. Do not walk around defeated because the battle's already been won. But I want to encourage you, look, I can only imagine Moses after he went through so much. And here we got this major wall. But God said, you know what? I'm going to part it and you're going to walk right through it. You know, I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I think about how they worship their God anyway. They worship their God anyways, even though they knew they were going to be thrown into the fire. They said, I'm going to worship my God anyways. I'm going to tell you, it may not look like the outcome you want. It may look like you're going to get thrown into the fire. But you know what God did not do? He didn't abandon them in the fire. Amen. You see, they went in the fire, but God didn't leave them alone, amen? He was with them in the fire, and when they came out of the fire, they had nothing wrong with them, amen? They weren't even touched. You know, I think of Daniel in the lion's den. He obeyed his God, and his friend didn't want to do it, but he wrote the law. If you worship that God, if you worship that God, you're going to get thrown into the lion's den. 
And so he got thrown into the lion's den. Sometimes it feels like you're in a den of lions. But you know what? The next day came and the Lord shut the mouth of the lion. I want to tell you that God is going to shut the mouth of the lion that's come against you. God is with you when you're in the fire. Amen. When you're looking at a mountain of finances, let me just tell you, you begin to praise God and you begin to wield that sword of the spirit and God is going to part that Red Sea just like he did for Moses. Amen. God is a deliverer. The life that you long for, the goals that you have, the dreams that you have, if you will begin to worship God and give him the glory, you're going to see things happen in your, house, in your life that you have never seen before. But you got to begin to speak it. You're walking around all defeated. Well, I go to church every Sunday. I sing the songs. But my whole life is falling apart. Woe is me. But you got the sword of the Spirit. We need to pull it out and we need to use it. Amen? The Word of God is enough. For you to believe it, you need to say it. See, I can say it over your life. We can read it over your life. But if you don't declare it over your life, you don't believe it. The Word of God is enough. Invite Rosalinda to speak at your meeting or group. Go to rosalinda.live for more details. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's Word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.